You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All righty, welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Eli says I can talk now, so I will do that. You might regret yeah. that. Yeah, maybe. He, he kind of, he's got this control thing going on back there, like... He can just control the mics. He has the switch. He has the switch. He's also got the dumb button, <laughs> just in case I say something that he doesn't like. Nah, Eli's a good guy. Alrighty. Well, we just finished up a great conversation here with Deacon John Hust of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about unbound prayer. Any last thoughts on that, John? What a wonderful tool. I mean, the when I, I kind of thought about, okay, if I, which I am, I could probably benefit from that greatly, go down the list of things that it's really intended for. I check a couple of boxes there for sure, but it's getting the, for lack of a better term, the courage to say, I need this. Hmm. So there's some really self-reflection that you really have to do before you register for this. And I would say that even if you're not sure, I would, I would register. And go and find out. I think you'd be surprised because it's one of those things like, um, uh, you know, you, you're just going to say, well, that's not for me. I, I don't have time. I, you know, but I think this day will, will change a lot of people's lives that go there. Right. Well, Deacon said, if you identify as a sinner, this is for you. <laughs> if you don't identify as a sinner, you might want to do some self-reflection. Exactly. <laughs> we're all sinners, right? Uh, and just to clarify that event that we're talking about is the You Are Made for Freedom Unbound Prayer Day. It's May 21st, Saturday, May 21st from 9 to 3. It's at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Janesville, Minnesota. And you can visit the diocesan website dowr.org, www.dowr.org, and you'll be able to find that there. A couple other recommendations that he had we're visiting the Heart of the Father website so you can learn more about Unbound Prayer. Uh, John was mentioning that there's a great video, two-minute video, that you can check out right on there. So if you visit heartofthefather.com, that's a great opportunity. And then Neil Lozano, the founder of Unbound Prayer, he wrote a book called Unbound. So you can, I'm sure, pick that up at your local Catholic bookstore um, mm-hmm. To, uh, to read through that as well. So a lot of great opportunities there. One other, t- one other resource that's on there, Brandon, is a, there's a list of podcasts. Mm. So it's not just one. And these, I think the most recent one was done on the 24th of April, the one before that on the 21st. So this is, this is very current podcast, very good information, testimonies about how it impacted the people's lives, and they want to share it. So that's some other encouragement that you might be able to gather when you're considering to do this. And I would assume, too, that it's really not for St. Anne's parishioners. It's it's for the whole diocese. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so so. Don't think that it's narrowed just to uh, one parish or two. Yes. Any sinners in the diocese of Winona, Rochester, yes. welcome to come. You could probably, you know, they said they were on the eastern side of the diocese, so you could probably hop the river from Wisconsin if you're living in Wisconsin too. Wow, you're pretty good at, at geography. That's pretty neat. <laughs> I made that up. Hope it's oh, right. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening in Wisconsin, you are welcome to come over. Uh, anyway, you know, you were talking about self-reflection in reference to unbound prayer and, right. and realizing that we need it for ourselves and, and how we get to that point. And I think that kind of transitions really nicely into what I want to talk about here in spiritual coaching. 
And so just to preface everything, I was listening to a talk by Matthew Kelly. If you haven't heard the name of Matthew Kelly, you might have heard of Best Lent Ever, or If You Change Your Habits, You Change Your Life, or Best Advent Ever, uh, Dynamic Catholic. He's the guy who, who helped found all that, and he's got an Australian accent, and I have a terrible Australian accent, so I'm not even going to try. What about you? <laughs> It's even worse than yours. Yeah, okay. I haven't even heard yours yet, but I can guarantee. You. All right, so we're not gonna we're not gonna try the Australian accent. So just take our word for it that he is Australian, and everything he says is really cool because it's in Australian. Him and Matt Fratt. Yeah, I wonder if they ever get confused. I think people get confused who's who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, I digress. So I was listening to this talk. It was a Lighthouse Catholic Media talk. You know, we, we have these lighthouse, many parishes have lighthouse Catholic media talks in the back. I encourage you to, to pick them up. So this was one of those talks. And what I didn't know about Matthew Kelly is that he's a consultant and he's got a consulting firm in Chicago. He's got three other partners. He works four days a month. And kinda then like he does you. Minute, <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> like me. And then I come host on the radio. And, so he works four days a month. And then he does ministry on the side. But, but in his consulting, they have like 43 Fortune 500 company clients. They have another, I don't know what, what the number was, you know, Fortune 1000 clients. So the, all that to say they're working with the biggest, some of the biggest companies in the world, more successful companies in the world. And one of the things he was saying that all of these companies have in common is they all want to be better. They all want to grow. And what does that mean? They're, they're willing to do what it takes to learn mm -hmm. and receive the coaching that they need, like consulting, right? So that they can be better. So he was, he was talking about this and framed it through the lens of our faith and said, you know, we have 60... Now, this talk was filmed back in, or recorded back in 2010, so I don't know what the actual numbers are. So I'm just going off of those two 2010 numbers just for full disclosure. So at that time, there were 67 million Catholics in the United States. And 70% of those did not go to Mass. And so his message was that the tide is going out on Catholicism. And may, I, I mean, especially after COVID, you know, we, we see our church numbers in, in many parishes not quite back to what they were. You know, there are some that are, that are doing great, you know, uh, but, but there's some that are, that are down. You know, and, and Christi, Christian churches across the nation numbers are down for mm -hmm. sure. And so he said that the church attendance is down and, you know, people's experience of the mass, you know, many, many people find it boring. So even if they're going to mass, they're, they find it boring. He's like, our kids are saying it's boring and our parents are saying, yeah, it's boring, but we're going to go together and be bored together, you know? Mm -hmm. So he said, we really need, we, we need a, a revival of sorts in our hearts, because we can look around us and see all the things that are wrong. But first, we actually need to look interiorly, because that's actually where the problems are. If Mass is boring, that, that's a problem with us, mm -hmm. right? And so he was talking about this spiritual coaching and the, we, the, our need for spiritual coaching, that we need to be like these big businesses and seek to grow spiritually in our lives. And he offered a couple of suggestions. One of those was confession. And he said, you know, confession, how many of us go to confession for one regularly? Right. And he said, and he kind of walked through a couple of the, the things that, you know, people have problems with confession. Oh, you know, I, what if the priest knows me? He's like, 
well, part of that is like, what, isn't that the point? Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you go to a different doctor every time you need to go see the doctor? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, well, and then, and then he suggests you, can you go behind the screen? And, uh, and people are like, well, what if father recognizes my voice? He's like, try confessing in an Australian accent, <laughs> you know? And so I thought that was really interesting. His recommendation there was go to confession once a month for six months and see what your life looks like after that. And then the other thing I'll just add, and then we can just dive into this a little bit, that he suggested, number two, was to get a mass journal and to come into mass asking God to show him one way you can be a better version of yourself and take that, write it down, date it in the journal, and then work on that for the week and then come back the next week, same thing. Practical things, but I thought they're really good. You're right, and I think that um, a mass journal kind of brings you to uh, to the probably the liturgy of the word more than anything, simply because that's the lesson you're going to learn, and then you celebrate uh, the mass and the Eucharist. Um, so, I think that, um, and I do see people with mass journals in in church, and it's it's really kind of encouraging. They seem to be more uh, intent. They're listening. They're they're trying to find something. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That, that, so that kind of helps center you and focus you on, on that as well. The intentionality, you know. And then, so then there might be a thought of like, okay, well, what if the Lord, what if I write something down right now and then like a little while later, like something strikes me and I'm like, crap, I already wrote the first thing down. <laughs> well, I got something for you next know? Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so say a prayer to the Holy Spirit, right? Because the, the Holy Spirit really wants to lay one thing on your heart. And just take that one thing. And what's great about it is like, you don't have to take the whole homily of notes or mm-hmm. you don't have to write down every single verse. You're just looking for, for one thing so that you could be a better version of yourself. That might be spiritually, that might be as a husband, that might be as a father, something that you're doing to better yourself and the vocation that you've been given. Father Mitch Pacwa said one, one time, I remember, he said, before you pray, pray. You know, before you go into mass, or before you're going to sit down and do your daily readings, or your, uh, you know, your um, your prayer hour, to to ask for the Holy Spirit, ask Him to come into you and open your mind and your heart. And um, I've taken to that. It's 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 a it's pretty neat. And the other thing I was thinking about too, with you talking about the mass journal, because I do a prayer journal, mm-hmm. and um, I've been doing it for probably ten years now. And there was one time where I would read four years ago prayer journal on the day that I wrote it, and it really tells you a lot. Uh, told me a lot about you know, where I was spiritually and what I was really concerned about and what was weighing on my heart and, and who I interceded for, you asked for intercessions on. Um, and I would imagine that the Mass Journal would be something very similar to that if you're working on that. You go back and visit some of the previous entries to say, you know what, I did that. Yeah. Good for me. Yeah. And praise well, Jesus. Matthew Kelly, in the talk, he talked about how you could go back to 1999, pull out the prayer journal mm-hmm. the, or the Mass Journal and, and read like what was going on. And he said, it's amazing to see where the Lord brings you. I also have a prayer journal because I enjoy going back and, and reading through. Yeah, I'm not that old. I'm 31 years old. So I can go back to my college years and mm-hmm. read what the Lord was doing there or, you know, the, the first years out of college and I'm trying to find my way and, and uh, you know, just stumbling along. And then even, you know, last year with, with our daughter being born after six years of infertility, you know, there's so many things happening and it's often 
I, I really enjoy going back to it, one, because it just gives me a heart of gratitude to see how much the Lord has done in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We do have to step away for a quick break, but we are going to continue our conversation here on spiritual coaching when we continue. Stay with us for more on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This summer, embark upon a journey with Monsignor Richter, Monsignor Shea, and Father Sattler to deepen your connection with Jesus Christ. As part of the University of Mary's Certificate in Prayer and Spiritual Direction, these courses will equip you to receive a life of grace and build a foundation for leading yourself and others deeper into a relationship with the Triune God. Join us Tuesday and Thursday evenings starting May 10th. Learn more at umary.edu slash prayer. It was providential, of course. you got to give the Lord some credit for everything. But it was, certainly was providential how the whole radio station started. And I think it's a very fertile area of the country for it to thrive in. And I think you've seen that. We've all seen that by how it's grown. And there is just a good faith here. Now, let's not be naive. There's a lot of unchurched here. There's a lot of Catholics that do not practice their faith the way they should. I would suppose any number of people just kind of run across it on the radio dial and maybe they're not planning on listening to Catholic radio, but they hear something and they just stop and then all of a sudden they, they hear something that the Lord is saying. So um, whether or not they ever give themselves, but that's not the point. The, the Lord has the money, as they say, that we just got to get it out of the people's pockets. It's his money. And it seems like you've always got the money you needed at this radio station and he's taking care of the place and it's serving everybody, mm-hmm. though. Now, anybody who wants to. If you're hearing this, that means you're a Real Presence Radio listener, and we have a message for you. May 11th through May 13th, we'll be gathering for three full days of live local content. Hear from some of your favorite hosts and guests as they help RPR raise funds during our spring live drive. Let us hear from you May 11th through the 13th, and let everyone know that you love your family of faith and hope. You can find all the details, including how to give online, at realpresenceradio.com slash live dash drive. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us here on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, and I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... I am Brandon's uncle, John Clark. Brandon's uncle, John Clark. That is a really long name. It's a long name, so I just kind of shortened it to John Clark. Oh, okay. That's good. (laughs) Hey, before the break, we were talking about spiritual coaching. I was mentioning that I had listened to a talk recently by Matthew Kelly. He's the he's the guy who talks about being the best version of yourself, right? He's got the best line ever, best advent ever. Uh, Dynamic Catholic is his organization. You might see all the books out there. He actually he wrote a really popular book that has sent out millions of copies now called Rediscovering Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really changed the game for a lot of people. So I was listening to this talk and he talked about a couple of different things. He talked about spiritual coaching. So he was a consultant, is a consultant, and he works with some of the best and largest companies in the world. And he talked about how they are all seeking to do better, seeking to be better than they are now. 
so that they can continue to be successful. And he asked why we as Catholics have a tough time doing that sometimes. So he gave two suggestions out of this whole thing as a call to action of sorts. He said, one, I want you to try going to confession once a month. And two, I want you to get a mass journal and I want you to say a prayer. God, show me how and with one thing I can be a better version of myself. Every Sunday, you write it down in your mass journal and that's what you work on for the next week. Yeah, you don't know we need that. I say, I'm a, I'm a note taker. So that's, I love notes, that's yeah. really easy for me to do, quite frankly. But um, for those that aren't, it might be a challenge worth worth attempting. Well, it's one of the things he said is, you know, people who want to learn typically have a pen and paper mm-hmm. or, you know, in the digital age, they might have a laptop or, or an iPad or tablet or, or something like that, but something to record notes. Probably better to bring a mass journal book yeah. to church. Yeah. I think sitting in the second pew with your laptop open is probably going to... Even your phone. Yeah. I might send the wrong message to father. Yeah. But... Uh, well, then I'll magnificats on the phone so easily. I see, you know, I see a lot. Yeah. That's true. Not judging. Whatever you want to do. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Anyway, you, were, you wanted to mention something about the confession aspect. I did. You know, once a month. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a real tall ask by any means. But it made, when we were talking about this earlier, Brandon, it made me think of something that uh, Deacon Jim Hunt said. Um, I love that man. He said that when you go to confession, you know, picture yourself as a muddy river. And when you go to confession, it cleans that top layer off. It's, it's still a little dirty, but the more frequently you go, so once a month would be good, you start to clear that heavy mud off the top. It allows you to see things below that that maybe you weren't considering because you're so worried about that top-level dirt because it's so bad. Hmm. Um, and so the more, the more frequently you go, the more clear the water becomes, the, the more you get to know yourself, the more you get to remind yourself we're starting again when you do go to confession. So I thought that was a really good analogy. Yeah, I've also heard this analogy. It's like getting your car cleaned, right? When you when you get your car washed, it could be the the biggest clunker in the world, but it's clean, right? And you're going to do everything you can to avoid the mud puddles mm-hmm. and in everything like that, right? When you're when you're first going and and at that point you've probably cleaned out your car. And so this this is a nice shiny car, nice and clean and and so you know, you you have to go outside and it's a little cool and, and you grab a jacket, right? And you, you realize that you don't need the jacket after a minute, you know? And so what do you do? You just kind of toss it in the backseat, okay? You don't want to throw it on the floor because your car is clean. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of toss it in the backseat. And then a few days later, maybe a week later, you're, you're, you're getting, you have to get fast food, you know, because you're, you're on the road, you got things going on. And... You don't want to just throw it in the back seat because your car is clean, right? So you, you crumple it up in a nice ball and you throw it on the passenger seat or passenger side floor. And then things pop up here and there and you know, things get tossed in the back seat or on the back floor or, you know, wherever, right? And pretty soon you have a back seat that's full of stuff. Your floorboards are full mm-hmm. as well. And... It doesn't matter what you toss back there now because it's dirty. So you could toss something big back there and it's not a big deal. And the same thing is true of our spiritual lives, Mm -hmm. right? When we have all of this clutter, all of this junk in the backseat of our cars, spiritually, it's pretty easy to just throw something big back there. Like it's buried in the other things that are above. Right. 
So all these little sins, everything like that, that continue to pile up, well, pretty soon, that big sin seems like nothing because of all the clutter already in our lives. And that's the importance of going to confession, to keep our car clean, to keep our muddy river clean. Yeah. And so when you finally get down to it and you go to confession or clean your car, you're going, wow, I remember the last time I cleaned it. This feels really great. you know. And then unfortunately, you know, the, the pattern starts again. Or yeah. can. I really hope my wife is not listening now because I have a horrible habit with a dirty car. With with, I, I'm always the later guy. She calls me like my my name. She adds a name to it: Brandon, Michael, Peter, Later, Clark. <laughs> because I'm always like, "We'll do that later, right? <laughs> I'll do that later. I'll clean my car later." I have I'm notorious for a dirty car. In fact, when it's clean, family members go, "What's wrong with you?" That's right. Because I just I just pile stuff in the back and and. And I don't, and, and I'm so I, I had a reflection on that. Like, what, what am I doing in my spiritual life? I have started going to monthly confession and I'll tell you why in just a minute, because that kind of leads into our next interview. But you know, my, my prayer life, it wobbles, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'll go in streaks where I'm not, I'll just put it off. I'll get to it later. You know, I, I really got to do this thing at work this morning and I work remotely. Right. So I got to, sometimes I, I fall into a trap of, I really got to get up and I really got to get this done because this person needs it. Even though mm-hmm. it's not an emergency, nothing ever really is an emergency. Right. And yet I just put it off and put it off. And, and soon, you know what? The day gets busy. I'm, I'm taking, helping take care of Bella. You know, we're, we're making meals. We just got all kinds of stuff going on and I hit the bed and I'm tired. And what do I do? I say, I'll just pray in the morning. I'll get back on in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to push things off. Yeah. It's so easy to say later. Yeah, to me, it's, uh, it's very much like, uh, uh, it's like a workout. You know, if you're going to go for a walk or you're going to go on the treadmill or you're going to go running or exercise, I've always found it easier, and I've heard that it is, to do it the same time every day. So that, that becomes just a muscle memory thing that you know, if, if you go five minutes past five o'clock when you're usually on the treadmill, button, you're going, something's wrong here. And that's where morning prayer is so, so good, in my opinion. It's so useful. It starts your day off the way it is. Father Larry Richard, no Bible, no breakfast, no Bible, no bed, right? Yeah. So, um, and so you, you by, by getting up in the morning, I'll fight. If, if I'm on the road and I forget my Magnificat, I'm like going, okay, what's my password? Because <laughs> <Okay? laughs> I have to pull up the readings for the day because yeah. something just isn't right to get started, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the recommendation to go once a month, don't just say, oh, I'm going to go once a month. Put it in your calendar. Yeah. Put it in your calendar because then you will go once a month. You know, Because if you say, oh, I'll go once a month. Okay, you might go once a month for the first three months and then what? Maybe it's every two months. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's every three months now because it's not scheduled in. And this brings up uh, an interesting point from prayer. I'm working through Genesis. I'm, I, I start a Bible in a year at the beginning of May because, you know, halfway through is a great time to start. <laughs> later. Later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a much later than the first of the year. And we're going through Genesis and, and we're going through the fall this morning, the fall of man. And, uh, and how the message out of that whole fall is that in, in the repercussions that come as a result of the fall is that the Lord doesn't abandon them and he doesn't even curse them. The only curse is on the serpent. 
Father Mike just he Father Mike Smith he just he puts it so well. He talked about how what the message is is that there's a new plan now in place, mm-hmm. and that that plan is love takes sacrifice. Love takes sacrifice. So you know, burying a child like you know women burying burying children, there'll be pain. Love takes sacrifice. Men going to work all day and, and working and toiling. Love takes sacrifice. You know, you could, you could take any area of your life. Love takes sacrifice. And one of the, the questions he brought up is, what about our spiritual lives? You know, how is our prayer life? Are we willing to sacrifice our time to grow in relationship with the one who loves us most? It's a good question. And it's a great opportunity to just ponder that, have that self-reflection of, can I go to confession once a month? Am I willing to bring a, a prayer journal to Mass and, and figure out that one thing that I can do to be, to be a better version of myself? Am I willing to make those seemingly insignificant sacrifices? How long does it take to go to confession? Maybe an hour? Mm-hmm. Once a month? How many hours are there in a month? And to get a journal, maybe what? Two bucks? Mm-hmm. A legal pad is a journal too. Right. You know, whatever works. Just something to think about. That's what we want to throw out here this morning. One of the things too that I think is kind of interesting because, you know, in our parish, we have, you know, confession before mass and then there's one, there's a a night during the week that there's a reconciliation. But you know, that's not a reason for not going because you can't be free at 830 on a Tuesday night. You know, so... There look, are lots. Look around. <laughs> there are lots of parishes. Yeah. I mean, if you live in the country and, and you're a little ways away, you got to travel. There's, sure. there's a difference. But those who live in towns in this listening area, there are lots of parishes to choose from to go to confession. So consider that. It's an invitation. Confession once a month and bring a prayer journal to Mass, asking God to lay one thing on your heart to be a better version of yourself. You know, some of the spiritual direction too that we can take is, you know, you listened to Matthew Kelly's talk from 12 years ago. Yeah. Use use that Lighthouse, Lighthouse Media resource because there are books and CDs and things that are give you encouragement. I mean, look look what it's done, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they're they're everywhere. They're they're in many parishes. Mm-hmm. You know, the the books, they they have all kinds of books out there, you know, usually in the backs of our parishes. There might be at least one one copy of something, you know. Pick it up. Take a chance. You never know what the Lord wants to do with that openness. All right, we do need to head to a break. But as I mentioned before, the once a month confession I have started doing, and that's for a particular reason, because there's a special devotion that we're going to talk about, which is great to start because we're we're in Mary, we're in or May, we're in the month of Mary, and we'll talk about what this devotion is and how you can grow closer to our Blessed Lady right after this. Yeah. 